That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Are, are they really getting them? Because they don't seem confident either. What's good? This is another episode of DX Daily, your favorite podcast. A podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. It is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. All right, it's Monday, and the MTV VMA Awards went down last night, so you know we have to come with that recap of the biggest performances of the night and the biggest winners. Also, Fat Joe has come under fire for saying that Latinos and Blacks created hip-hop together. Social media had a lot to say about it. We'll dive into that as well. And unfortunately, Conway the Machine announced that he had to cancel his upcoming tour. So a couple of things to dive into, but before we do, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, hit that follow button, and that subscribe button on all streaming platforms. Thank you. You know we appreciate it. Now let's get to it. Okay, so of course we got to kick it off with the VMAs, the MTV Video Music Awards. They happened last night in Newark, New Jersey at the Prudential Center. And Nicki Minaj, Jack Harlow, and LL Cool J were the hosts. What did we think about the hosting selection? First of all, let's start there. With the hosting thing, we had said before how we kind of liked the choices because it was like past, present, future type of thing. But throughout the night, at first, it was really mainly LL Cool J was doing a lot of the hosting. And then later on, then like hour two or hour three is when Jack Harlow and Nicki Minaj started getting on stage more. Because at first, I was like, Jack Harlow's in the audience. Um, Nicki Minaj has not came out yet or said anything. It was really LL Cool J. So I was like, are Nicki and Jack really hosting? Or y'all just like said their names to like build momentum. But eventually, they did do their hosting duties. But I think they all three did pretty good. Yeah, I think the main reason why LL Cool J uh, was doing the main part of it at first is because Nikki had to, of course, come out and do her Vanguard performance. Jack was performing. So I think the performance preparations is what kind of stopped Jack and Nikki from doing a lot in the beginning. But as you said, they did come out and do more later. So, yeah, I think it was a good a good mix up of all three generations. So I wasn't mad at all three of them being the host. But speaking of performances, let's jump right into some of them because Jack Harlow's first class performance was something that I really did enjoy. And you know why? It it was the creativity of it all. Like I loved how they had the plane because obviously first class, he's talking about a flight. So they had the plane and then there were certain people inside of the plane as Jack was performing. And I think Jack does a really good job of just shining the light on other people when the light is on him, whether it be that performance he did with Brandy at the other award show or him even um, putting Lil Nas X on the song at a time when a lot of people were coming at Lil Nas X. Jack just always will shine a light on somebody else, even with Drewski. Jack Harlow brings Drewski with him everywhere. Drewski was one of the people in the plane. 
There were other people in the plane too. Lil Nas X was on the plane. Who else was on there? Chloe Bailey was on the plane. Taylor Rooks was on the plane. Saucy Santana was on the plane. Like Jack just gives other people these moments when he has a moment. And I love that so much. So I, I loved the whole simulation of a plane during the first class performance. And he brought out a little special surprise with him. Yeah, of course, once he did first class, you know, which samples Fergie's glamorous, he actually brought out Fergie. And Fergie came out like in a... um outfit I think I said fragile first class like to more go into the whole airplane theme and things like that but um yeah Fergie popped up like that's MTV royalty right there too so that was dope to see yeah that was a cool cool little nostalgic moment you know you have to have those sprinkles of nostalgia at these award shows they do it to us every time like just bring up an artist that we used to love in the early 2000s or the early 90s whichever time period they pull somebody from they always tend to do that so that was a cool little moment um other performances were there any other standout performances to you or ones that you specifically liked um trying to think back of the performances um I know Eminem and Snoop Dogg had their performance and they were like they were there on stage but then they did like the whole metaverse digital type of performance too um the Red Hot Chili Peppers performed that was good and a lot of performances were like done somewhere else like Bad Bunnies was I think on his tour or yeah um, at Yankee Stadium yeah yeah the stadium so like there's a couple of those performances that like were happened but weren't technically there but I mean I think the biggest one was Nicki Minaj's Vanguard performance yeah that's the one that's really the one everybody was there for if we're being mm-hmm. honest we just wanted to see Nicki perform <laughs> I know a lot of people that I know was just like oh yeah we want to see Nicki um so that was an amazing moment though and what was so dope about Nicki getting the video Vanguard award was usually when there's an icon award a Vanguard award lifetime achievement award a celebrity will introduce the recipient of the reward so somebody that knows them or is close to them or has helped their career in some way or was a protege of theirs whichever way it goes it's usually someone who knows the recipient that announces them and brings them out to honor them with the award but what Nikki did was actually have some of her fans the barbs bring her out for the award so that was an iconic move in itself and I love that Nikki made that decision because I don't think We've seen that at an award show. We've seen fans like give out an award like for like a category or something. Say if these fans won a contest, they get to announce a certain um, winner or something like that. But for a celeb to handpick their actual fans to give them their icon, their vanguard, their lifetime achievement award. I don't think we've seen that. Yeah, I don't think we have either. So that was dope to see. And they also did good too. like if I was up there as a barb. I would be stuttering. I'm on live television, things like that. But those people that they chose did really good. So, I mean, the Barb's have that. So it makes sense. (laughs) Yes. And then like um, some of the hits that she performed throughout her her performance, her Vanguard performance uh, was, of course, dope as well. She did Anaconda. Um, She did Freaky Girl, Super Freaky Girl. Like she did the new song. Um, she, she did monster, which was interesting to see because I know on, um, one of these festivals she was on recently, I I think it was wireless festival. She didn't even want to do monster. Like she made them skip over the song because she was mad at Kanye and she was like, we don't mess with clowns or something like that. But Mm -hmm. then, um, for the lifetime achievement, like, I mean, for the Vanguard, she had to do monster because it's just such a big part of her career and such a landmark moment. And so much so like she couldn't even 
disrespect Kanye by not thanking him in the speech. Like she thanks Kanye in her acceptance speech. And the acceptance speech was pretty dope too, because not only did she thank Kanye, she went down a list of people. Like, of course, the Young Money people, the Drakes and the Waynes, Mac Main and all of them, but the people that were, like, really close to her this entire time. But she also thanked other people, like different collaborators, um, people that paved the way for her, people whose flow she was inspired by. And that list was great, too. Yeah, I thought it was dope as well because um, just kind of, like, seeing who all, like, she either had in her corner or who helped her along the way or, like she said, inspired her because... She was like, um, as far as her inspirations for her whole flow, she mentioned Foxy Brown, Lauren Hill, Slick Rick, and Dougie Fresh, Lil Wayne. And then she mentioned a lot of people that she just collaborated on or did features for. And there was a lot, there's been a lot of Nicki Minaj features. So she paid homage to them. Um, she mentioned Rihanna, Britney Spears, Drake, Eminem, Beyonce, Kanye West, of course, like you said. Um, she had like a long track list of people that she was giving thanks for, which was dope being it's Nicki Minaj and she just ain't really like everybody throughout her whole trajectory of her career so I like that for real yeah I mean tons of people Beanie Man she thanked the whole Jamaica like Nicki was just going on a a true thank you run and um she she made sure to thank her team but one part of her speech that I really liked was when she talked about Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston like Mm. I don't feel like we see enough people of this generation thanking those legends like that that really really paved the way so I'm so glad she took a little part of her speech to shine that light on them and she also got a little serious for a second with it too like that part was really really dope to me as a matter of fact um I think they put it up on the MTV YouTube let's see let's see if we can hear a little bit of that my babies Wendy Joe Josh Rappo the whole Republic building I wrote this down I don't know why y'all but this was this was in my spirit to say I wish that Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson were here. I wish that people understood what they meant and what they were going through. I wish people took mental health seriously, even for the people who you think have the perfect lives. I wish Pop Smoke and Juice World and Nipsey Hussle were here. R.I.P. Daddy my cousin Richard, and my business manager Angela, who I never got to say rest in peace to publicly. To all the artists, producers, and writers who've who've contributed to any of my projects, who all the people who allowed me, I'm sorry, also to all the people who allowed me to feature on their work, thank you. I've featured on so many people's music and albums. And I want you to know that I appreciate each and every one of you. I don't, t- I don't take that for granted. Thank you for giving me a chance to show my skills. So as you hear it, you, you just hear the level of gratitude uh, that Nikki was showing throughout this entire speech, which was amazing to see because people give Nikki this bad rap that she doesn't pay homage or that she doesn't thank her collaborators or her contributors. And, and that's so far from the truth. So I'm glad she was able to show that. But the part that she said about Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and the mental health of the artists and people just coming at them because they feel like they have the perfect, the perfect life and all of this. I thought that was something that really needed light shed upon, especially from somebody like her, because she does get so much flack from the press, from the news, from different fan bases and all of that. So she was like, you know, she just wishes that people saw a Michael or a Whitney and instead of giving them so much of that, really seeing what they're going through. So I thought that was something 
great. Whether other artists acknowledge it or they don't acknowledge it, Nikki saying that and speaking on that is actually going to help them. So I thought that was a dope moment. And I also thought the um, mention of the Nipsey Hustles and the Juice Worlds and the Pop Smokes was very important too because these award shows, yeah, they do the little in memoriam segment where they put their faces on the screen and say rest in peace. But then after that, it's like you don't really hear the artists speaking on them um, after the fact or thanking them at these award shows. So it was good to hear her uh, mention their names as well. I thought this acceptance speech was was very powerful. Yeah, I did too. A little chaotic at first because she was trying to find her phone and they didn't have it at first, but then they brought it to her and she was able to say what she all had written down. So very good message. She, yeah, she definitely had a diva moment. She stopped the whole show so she could get her phone and, and have her acceptance speech. <laughs> she, she put she paused the entire award show so so whoever it was joe whoever could bring her her cell phone so she couldn't so she didn't have to forget everybody and forget her entire speech definitely a diva moment um and i don't mean diva in the bad way i mean it in like a mariah carey diana ross patty labelle type of way <laughs> moment for Nicki minaj but so happy for her proud of her we didn't even need to put the applause button on it like you heard how crazy the crowd was going for her so that was a major moment man uh, great MTV VMAs. Well, selective great moments for the VMAs. <laughs> Nikki was probably the most interesting thing for me. Um, some of the big winners. Video of the year. Taylor Swift took that home all too well. Um, Bad Bunny had artist of the year, which was a major moment. He did his acceptance speech, not in English. He did it in Spanish, which was also iconic. And I think he's the first non-English artist to even win this award. So big shout out to Bad Bunny for winning artist of the year yes definitely a big one so congratulations to him and another big one was song of the year that went to Billie eilish happier than ever um and then best new artist dove cameron which i think is fitting because i don't know who that is <laughs> then um best hip-hop went to Nicki minaj of course featuring little baby do we have a problem that one and then another one best r&b that went to the weekend at a time so okay it's pretty big winners. I'm glad Lil Baby got something. Um, of course, he won that with Nikki, but glad Lil Baby's getting his his awards out here. That was a big thing in the documentary, um, which, uh, no, I think we might have talked about the documentary already, but there, it was a big thing about Lil Baby not winning awards. So I'm glad he got this VMA with Nikki. Glad The weekend got his things. Like, yeah, no, I think from these, these big categories, I think they uh, they did the right thing. I think they could have gave, given Baby Keem Best New Artist. But other than that, um, I think they did the right thing on these these bigger awards this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say so as well. All right. Well, off the VMAs, let's talk about Fat Joe because social media was not letting up on him last night or yesterday at all. Um, he kind of got – I feel like Fat Joe gets dragged a lot on social media now because he's always speaking on Instagram Live or on uh, his his virtual shows and, or somebody else's virtual show. And uh, some of the things that he says gets him into a little bit of trouble. And this time around, uh, he got in trouble because he said that Latinos and black people created hip hop together, as opposed to just black people creating hip hop. And people did not like that. Yes. Yeah, so um, it started on Friday where he shared a video and then in the caption he wrote, thank you, thank you, thank you for your contribution to hip hop. On the video was a homage to Latino hip hop pioneers. And so then the following day, he also hopped on Instagram Live 
um, to not only talk about DJ Khaled's new album, The God Did Album, but he also addressed some of the negative comments that he was seeing about that post about the Latino hip hop pioneers. There's some people that, you know, I tell you, I never really fuck with Twitter, but I go on there to see, they always hating on me and shit. And they said, they've been like lately talking about Latinos, wasn't it rap and this and this. These guys are fucking delusional. We're from the Bronx, New York, shit happens. And so when hip hop started, Latino and black, half and half. But they going at me because I'm like the only Spanish dude like really with a big voice. Fuck that. And Latinos wasn't there. You was invited. You are a, a specimen. You, I don't know. What the fuck is up with these people that don't know their facts? And so out of nowhere this morning, somebody sent it to Tony Sunshine. He sent it to me. I got a little video I posted. And it's only a few Latinos in hip hop. And it got the drum beat going and this talks about Charlie Chase and Ruby D and Whippy Whip and this. These are all, and so what I notice is history is history. Okay, so yeah, he's basically saying it's 50-50, we started it together. Um, a lot of people don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't think um, Latinos weren't in hip hop. Whoever was saying that is wrong. Like, no, clearly they're there. Fat Joe, it was there in the early days too, like, or in the 90s. So, I mean, yeah, I think there there was always a, a Latino presence in hip hop. Do, do I think they started it? No, I think it's a fact that Black people started hip hop. I don't I don't think there's I don't think it needs to be all that Fat Joe's making it. Like, yeah, were you were you there in the early days? Yeah, for sure. Did you start it? I don't think so. I, I don't think that's how it happened. But um, yeah, Fat Fat Joe says if you don't think that it was half and half, then you don't know your facts. So that's what Fat Joe thinks. Everyone else seems to think otherwise. Yeah, I give Fat Joe his uh, contribution to, you know, music, period. But yeah, he lost me on the half and half. Like, it's definitely not 50-50 at all. It is definitely Black people started it. So I don't know why he felt, I don't know how he could feel so strong to say that, knowing the backlash <laughs> he was going to get for that. But mm. yeah, there it is. And people on Twitter or wherever is going to keep keep dragging it. He's probably going to keep dragging it by responding over and over again. And it is what it is. This I feel like this happens with Fat Joe all the time. So uh, I wasn't really too phased by that. I didn't, I didn't feel the need to like write a think piece about it. But yeah, that that's Fat Joe. That's just Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, lastly, let's talk about Conway because he had to cancel his tour, man. He was supposed to go on the I'll Tell You Later tour. It was supposed to start September 6th in Seattle, Washington. And he broke the news to his fans on Friday in an Instagram post that it wasn't going to be happening. He said, well, the bad news is the tour is canceled. The good news is my pack has finally landed and you all will be getting your merch that you ordered any day now. That is all the details that he provided. So we don't know why this tour is canceled. We don't know if it's due to ticket sales, logistics, label problems. We have no idea. Um, but Conway is just like, all right, y'all ain't got no tour, but if you ordered t-shirts and hoodies... That, that should be enough for you, I guess. But even with the merch, he was like, you'll get them any day now. So I'm like, are, are they really getting them? Because <laughs> they don't seem confident either. Yeah, man, I don't know. And, you know, social media was having their theories in the comment section. Um, they, they thought that the ticket sales were too low or, like, there was bad bookings going on. All Conway gave us was a shoulder shrug emoji. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So... I don't know if we'll be actually getting any more details on that, uh, but 
That's it. That's it. If you're planning on going to the, to the Conway tour, that's a wrap. Sorry. Hope you got a refund. So that's it for today, though. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on all social media. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. All right, we'll be back at you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.